Today, it's no coincidence that I have chosen to speak on dwelling in a place of gratitude when going through trials, tribulations, tough times, hardships, um, whatever it is that we wish to call it. So this is just a brief summary of how God has helped me to stay thankful and to dwell in a place of gratitude when I'm going through tough times. Hallelujah. It, it doesn't mean that I never get upset. It doesn't mean that I never feel overwhelmed or get discouraged. It just means that I'm unable to stay in those places because of the way God has helped me. So this doesn't cover everything given time constraints and probably not everything will suit everybody. But this is how God has helped me over the years. Also, please know that this is not a list of things that you have to strive to achieve or do for yourselves. There's no judgment. There's no condemnation. Um, it's just things that have helped me through some of the most testing times of my life. So um, let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that your spirit is one. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy and your grace. And Lord, I pray that you take control today, Lord. Um, I pray that we hear your voice, your words, and your truth. Amen. Amen. So if you're going through tough times, if your situation isn't quite ideal, or maybe there are things you've been praying for and it seems like there's no answer, maybe you need to see change, but change seems so far off. You are not alone. It is not unusual for God's children to experience these things. You're not the odd one out. You're not, God is not far from you. Actually, it's the opposite. God is right there with you. Amen. So let's have a quick look at what the Bible says about tough times or, or storms, trials, tribulations, troubles, afflictions, and so on. The Bible has so many names for this. John 16, verse 33. It says, Jesus says, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. See, in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Amen. Yeah. No, note the but, the however. In Psalm 34, verse 19, it says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but... The Lord delivers him out of them all. Again, Psalm 30, verse 5 says, Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. See, there's always a but, but a a good but, a good however. A lot of times in in our current um, environment, when we hear but or however, it's like, oh, days, however, what, or but, what. But not with God's word. The buts here give me personally an expectation that better and greater things are yet to come. That whatever it is I'm going through, God has it. God has me. See, we have an enemy, a thief, who Jesus says comes to kill, to steal and to destroy. But again, we thank God because Jesus said that he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And it's knowing this that helps me lift my head 
when the going gets tough. See, this says to me, there is hope. There is hope. His word in Psalm 91 says that, um, towards the end, it says that, um, he says this about those who love him. He said, they will call upon me and I will answer them. I will be with them in trouble. I will deliver them and I will honour them. There is definitely hope. Hallelujah. Don't get me wrong. Many of us still have Elijah moments. I know that I do. Moments where you've just had one victory, shared one testimony, then all of a sudden we come under threat, under attack. It's like we're right back there in the battle. And it's like, Lord, I, I, I can't take this. I've, I've had enough. But the good thing is, I have an expectation. Yeah. Amen. An expectation that God will act. Hallelujah. That God will come through for me. That it might not be in the way or at the time that I want it to be. But I know that I know that I know that I am not forgotten. So what helps me? What has God, what are the things God has used to encourage me, to help me to get through these tough times? And Lord knows I've had many. I say thank you. No matter hard, how hard things get, there is always a reason to thank God. I mean, he saved me. He died for me. He is with me no matter what. He knows me. He knows my name. I'm alive. There have been many times in my life whereby I have been so ill that I did not know if I was going to wake up the next day. There was a particular time in my life when I had just given birth to my first daughter. Apparently, I was gone. It took them three hours to revive me. There is hope. (laughs) He provides for me. Even when I'm looking around thinking, okay, Lord, rent is due. We need this. I don't know what I'm going to do. Over to you. That's right. He takes care of it. Amen. He blesses me. In ways that I do not deserve, that I could not earn, that I can't pay for, just out of his goodness, out of his love. I think about how much God loves me and how nothing can change his love for me. In Romans 8, verses 31 and 32, it says, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? I know, and I think about this, and it's like Joe said, I remind myself of this, that nothing can separate me from his love. Nothing can separate us from his love. Nothing can come between. There is no gap between us and his love. So nothing can force its way into that. Romans 8 verse 35 says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, 
peril, the sword, nothing. Nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. I recognize God's goodness even in the storms. I, again, like Judges, I remind myself that God is always good and ready to bless. I remind myself that even in the storm, he's there with me. There's another in the fire, as we were singing this morning. There's one holding back the sea. There's one there speaking to the storms. I remember that Jesus said he has given me peace. John 14, 27 says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives it do I give it to you. So let not your heart be troubled and neither let it be afraid. That's Christ's reassurance to us that he has given us peace. Not the kind of peace that the world gives us that is there one minute and gone the next. An everlasting peace. A peace that comes from the Son of God. I remember that Christ is with me in the storms like he was with the disciples in in the boat. Mark 4 verse... um, from, from 35 to 41. I'm not going to read all through it. You can read that in your spare time. Knowing that today, Jesus is still master over the storm. Today, Jesus is still present in the storm. Today, the storm, the wind, the sea, still obey his voice when he says, peace, Amen. be still. Yes. Knowing that Every situation we may be facing today must still bow at the mention of the name of Jesus. I spend time in his presence, in prayer, in silence, in worship, in praising, in in, in praying in the spirit, just being with him. Just being with him. His be, being in his love, allowing his, 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 his spirit to just minister to me. The peace that comes from that alone is, is I, I can't find the words. Psalm 16 verse 11 says, you show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So even when the tears are flowing, even when the heart is heavy, in his presence there is still fullness of joy. And this fullness of joy, even in the trials, in the storms, in the situations, in the tribulations, this fullness of joy keeps me going. See, the Bible also says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. It strengthens me. Helps me to get up in the morning. Helps me to carry on. Helps me to smile. And not a fake smile that says, I'm, I'm, I'm dying within, but <laughs> No, just a smile that God is with me and that he will come through for me. 
I don't know how, don't know when, but I know that he won't let me down. I keep praying. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray without ceasing. Never give up on God's word or his promises. Remember that if he said it, he will do it. Amen. Yes, he will. See, the God that we serve cannot lie. If he said he's going to do it, he will do it. He's not like us, not wishy-washy. Oh, yeah, maybe tomorrow. Or, no. I'm, I'm not too sure about No. Our God is firm. He's a rock. An immovable rock. Reminds me of the parable of the persistent widow. Which can be found in Luke 18, verses 1 to 8. Again, I'm not going to read through everything. But this parable um, was told by Jesus. And it's about a widow who kept going to this judge seeking justice. And in the end, the judge said to her, you know what? This widow keeps coming, she keeps coming. I'm just going to grant her the justice. She, she keeps coming to trouble me. I'm going to grant her the justice. I'm going to avenge her in case she just keeps coming back again and again and again. But what stuck out to me from this parable, and I've read this several times, but I meditated on this one line for a very long time, and it's the first verse, and it says, Then Jesus spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Amen. I want to encourage you all today. Do not give up. Do not give in. Do not lose heart. Keep praying. Keep asking. Keep seeking. Keep knocking. Because he is faithful. He who has promised is faithful. I meditate on who God is, how the Bible describes him, how he describes himself. This actually is one of my favorite aspects. The lion of the tribe of Judah. The mighty man of war. Our strong deliverer. Our strong tower. Our forever faithful God. The leader and commander of the armies of heaven. The undefeatable God, the mighty one of Israel, our God who is glorious in holiness, fearful in praises. Mm-hmm. Always doing wonders, our everlasting Father, the eternal rock of ages, the ancient of days, the great I am. The one who was and is and will be forevermore. Hallelujah. The God of all flesh for whom nothing Amen. is impossible. Hallelujah. Our God who is more than sufficient. Yes. Amen. That's the God that we serve. Yes. That's the God that we serve. Right. I meditate on who he is to me. Right. Regardless of my situation. Yes. Regardless of what's happening in my life. Yes. For yes, there might be ups and downs twists and turns but our God never changes he's the same yesterday today and forever he is my rock my fortress my redeemer my friend my salvation my father my protection my provision 
my ever-present help, my shepherd, the lover of my soul, the lifter of my head, my peace, my joy, my hope, my righteousness, my firm foundation. I remind myself who I am in him, who we are in him, saved, beloved, healed, blessed, his child, joint heirs with Christ, more than conquerors. You see, that same spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the dead lives in here, lives in there. We are powerful. We are powerful because Christ lives in us. I stay in his word. Psalm 109 verse 105 says, "Your Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. With his word, you can't go wrong. With his word on my lips, in my heart, in my head, I cannot get lost in the pain. I can't get lost in the sorrows. I can't get lost in the storm. Doesn't mean that I don't go through it. Just means I can't get lost in it. The Lord has taught me so much through his word. Believing his word renews our minds, builds our faith, strengthens our spirits, draws us closer to him. I remind myself of his promises. Those that have been fulfilled. Those that I'm still waiting on. Numbers, um, book of Numbers um, 23 verse 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie. Nor is he the son of man that he should repent. Has he said... And will he not do? Or has he spoken? And will he not make good? This in itself gives me great joy. Because I know that whatever it is that I'm facing today. I know that what God has promised me will come to pass. I know. I know because I know that his promises never fail. I, I keep doing what he's asked me to do, despite the challenges. He's given us all certain gifts, certain talents. I use them to the best of my ability. Sometimes I have to adjust a bit, depending on what's happening. But I keep on, keep on supporting others, interceding for others using what he has given me to try and be a blessing and an encouragement to others. Repentance. And don't get me wrong, repentance is not just about, oh, fault or blame or, you know, or worries me. It's about changing the mindset. Could be in the thinking, attitude, the way I respond to things, behaviour. And the more you stay in his word, I found the more I stay in his word, the more I have to repent about. (laughs) He teaches me something new every day. Changes the way I think. Changes the way I react. Changes the way I behave. Listening for his voice. See, I know that I know that I know that the Lord speaks. I know that I know that I know that the Lord speaks. Yeah. The 
question sometimes is, are we listening? What is the Lord saying? Telling you to be still. Telling you to move. Telling you to stay put. Knowing his, his will and, and, and staying in it. It's a blessing. Allowing the Holy Spirit, our comforter, our friends, to just minister to us. To speak to us. It's a great comfort to me. Accepting that God is the Lord of my life. He is Lord of all. (laughs) He sees it all and he knows it all. He knows the deepest, darkest places in my heart. And it still doesn't change the way he feels about me. He, st- he still loves me the same. Hallelujah. You can't, I can't hide anything from God. He, know, he knew it even before I was formed in my mother's womb. He already knew me and called me by name. So why pretend before God? There's no point. Just lay it out to him exactly as it is. Because he is God. And his counsel shall stand. His word will stand. He will do his pleasure. Um, Isaiah 46 verses 9 to 10 says, Remember the former things of old. For I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is no one like me. Declaring the end from the beginning. And from ancient times. That which is not yet done. Saying, my counsel shall stand. And I will do my pleasure. I pray that God's counsel shall stand in your lives today. He will definitely do his pleasure. He will fulfill those promises that he has made to you. He will not let you down. Trusting that God has a plan. And his plans for us are for good and not for evil. And that he can cause all things to work together for our good. Romans 8 verse 28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. You see, David was anointed king of Israel when he was but a boy. I mean, he was so young that when his father brought all his other sons to Samuel, he left David outside. But, you know, what... (laughs) You haven't, you know, why would, you, why would they want to anoint him when there are great, big, hefty men standing in front of, of, of Samuel? So he was anointed king of Israel when there was still a king on the throne, Saul. But it was years before he actually sat on that throne. He went through trials. He faced injustice. He lived rough. He hid in caves. He feared for his life. But the Lord was with him all the way. And he got to that throne. And even to this day, he's known as one of the greatest kings of Israel. Obviously, apart from the king of kings and the lord of lords. But you know what? As God was with David and took him from the promise to the reality, God is with us too. Joseph had dreams of greatness. But before that happened, he went through trials, faced injustice. He was sold into slavery. He was jailed for a crime he did not commit, and so on. Yet again, God was with him. 
blessing him, teaching him, granting him favour, protecting him. And the Lord is doing the same for us today. Amen. See, the Lord doesn't always reach down and take us out of the fire. Amen. Sometimes he comes into the fire with us. Like he did with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. He went into the fire with them. Like he did with Daniel in the lion's den. He didn't reach down and take Daniel out. He could have. Instead, he decided to come down and shut the mouths of the lions instead. God is always with us. And he can use anything, anything in our lives to achieve his purpose. Believing that greater things are coming. Romans 8 verse 18 says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed to us. Yes, we do go through tough times. And sometimes it's really hard. I'm not... I'm in no way, shape or form saying that it's, it's easy. It's a walk in the park. No. But what I'm saying is, greater things are coming. And all these things will be part of your testimony. And you'll be able to stand. And you will be able to say that indeed God is good. Again, from Romans um, 8, from verse 37, it says, Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We've already won. Christ died and won the victory. See, he took the enemy, the public, uh, sorry, the enemy and the handwriting that was against us. And he nailed it to the cross. And he made a public spectacle of the enemy. He's done it. Christ is victorious. And we are in him. And he is in us. And like Antiesta just said, it is finished. He's done it all. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things to come, nor things present, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing, shall ever be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Sometimes when we go through things, it seems easier to just shut ourselves away. Even sometimes from God. But no. God hasn't forgotten you. He hasn't left you. He hasn't abandoned you. He's right there with you. He's right there with you. He's that third person with you. He's that second person with you. He's in you. He doesn't say, you know what, Um, I'll be gone for a few weeks. I'll be back later to see how you're getting. No, he is always there. Sometimes it might feel like you're not Feeling it. But our God, our Christ, our Saviour is more than a feeling. Sometimes it might seem like he's silent. But we don't know what he's doing on our behalf. 
can I encourage you all today? And I hope me sharing this has, um, has helped you in, in some way. But I, I want to encourage us not to give up because the gods that you serve will never give up on you. Let's pray. If you would like to, to, to stand, if you, if you are able. To put a little bit of this into action, can we just start by thanking God? Amen. Just in your own words, in your own way. Let's just thank God because we're here. Because we're alive. Because he knows us. Because we know him. Because he's faithful. Because he's good. Because he's our God. Because of his promises. Because of his goodness. Because he loves us so much that he didn't spare his only son. But he gave him up for us. Because he's the God who makes a way where there seems to be no way. Because he's the God who makes a path through the sea. A God who makes a path through the desert. Because he is our God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Next, let's bring our situations to the Lord and lay it at his feet. And when I mean lay it, let's lay it at his feet and leave it there. I don't know about you, but sometimes I say, yes, Lord, I leave it all to you, then I go back and get it. Because <laughs> the Lord isn't doing it in my time. So let's just take it to the Lord. Let's lay it down at his feet. And let's then walk away. Yes. Come on, take your situations, whatever they might be. Take those situations, those circumstances, those burdens. Lay it down at his feet. He said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Let's lay it down at his feet. Let's leave it all there. Leave it all behind. Let's leave it all behind. I mean, let's face it, it's not that we can do it. So why not give it to the one who can? Who's actually willing and able who can do exceedingly abundantly above anything that we can ever think or imagine. (coughs) Let's leave it all to him. Let's leave it all to him. Now let's ask the Holy Spirit for help. After all, he's our helper. That's what Jesus said. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Ask him to come and minister to you. Bible says he's our helper, he's the spirit of truth, he's our comforter, our friend. Bible says he, Jesus said he will remind us of all things, teach us all things, guide us in all truth. He, he will intercede for us. 
He'll even tell us of things to come. Ask the Holy Spirit for help. Yes, Lord, we want more of you, Lord. We want more of your spirit. More of your spirit, Lord. More of your spirit. More of your spirit, Lord. More of your spirit. Father, we acknowledge your presence in our life. Yes, Lord. We acknowledge your presence today. This is a special day that you have made for us to rejoice and be glad in it. Yes, indeed, not by mind, not by power, by your spirit. We thank you for this day. And we pray, O oh Lord, my God, your will will continue to be done in our lives. Thank you. thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. Release more blessings over your children, Lord. Release more favor over your children, Lord. Release more grace, Lord. The grace they need to see them through. Remind them, Lord. Remind us all that we can boldly approach the throne of grace to obtain mercy and strength to help us in our times of need because of what Christ did for us on the cross. Thank you, O Lord, for you are faithful. Thank you for your promises that are yea and amen over our lives. Thank you, Lord, because we know that your word never fails. Thank you, Lord, for your word in Isaiah 55, verse 11, which says that your word that goes forth from your mouth shall not return to you void, but shall accomplish what you please and shall prosper in the thing for which you have sent it. Thank you that you have promised never to leave us nor forsake us, but to be with us even until the end of time. We love you, Father. We love you, Jesus. We praise your holy name. We worship you. We honor you. We adore you. You are awesome. You are worthy. You are great. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Amen. Amen.